0: again friends welcome back to another episode of the geek down podcast this is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect my name is jordan ferguson
1: and my name is Caitlin mckinnon
0: back again episode 8
1: yes it is and oh I'm, she's not going to I'm it. not going to do it <laughs> if if you guys haven't realized by this time i've been trying not to repeat Jordan when he says what episode it is. And for the first time, I've managed to do it.
0: I tried to, tried to rope her in on that one.
1: Yeah, it was tempting. It was tempting.
0: Uh, friends, I hope you can appreciate the sacrifices that we make to bring you your beloved content every week, because I am so tired right now.
1: You're always tired. That's right. Because you're
0: old. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I'm old. It's because my job requires me to stay up all night. Uh, and I have about three hours of sleep. I'm going on right now, so we're going to do our best, friends. Well, I'm to fine. Bring you what you need.
1: He he's apparently cranky.
0: Well, drive the show then.
1: Well, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to.
0: There are many ways you can listen to this show. To notable ones, uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/geekdownpod. Follow us on there. You'll get a notification anytime a new episode gets uploaded. As well, iTunes. If you're not subscribed already. Hop on over there, type in Geek Down into the search bar, hit subscribe. New episodes downloaded to your device every week as soon as they are available.
1: That sounds incredibly easy.
0: So easy. What are you doing with your lives that you haven't already done this? Uh, as well, if you could rate and review, um, it would help us out a great deal. That'd be great. Um, Facebook? <laughs> right. God forbid. Facebook.com slash GeekDownPod. Caitlin, how are things going over on the Facebook page?
1: They're okay. They've slowed down a little bit.
0: People people dropping the ball at a hot start.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there has been some, you know, so, some back and forth on the Facebook, but not as much as some, I would like.
0: Some conversating?
1: Yeah, some conversating. You would
0: like more conversating?
1: I would like more conversating. Well, there
0: you go. Friends, don't talk to us in person anymore if you know us personally. Don't text us. Don't email us. Don't hit us up on Facebook Messenger. Just send it all to the page.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> we only live on the page. That's,
1: I just hang out there now. That's all I do. <laughs> just
0: hitting that refresh button all day at work.
1: <laughs> yep. Though I definitely, I definitely have to give a, a, a shout out.
0: <laughs> it's your shout out time. We need like a stinger for shout out <laughs> when it's Facebook shout out time.
1: Um, to Cooley because she, as she said, uh, what do I have to do to get a shout out on this show? basically you just have to say something on the facebook page <laughs> that's basically all you need to do it's a real
0: high, real high bar to entry there yeah on that one. yeah well uh shouts to cooley who apparently is also a fan of my sad life
1: <laughs> it is pretty sad
0: a uh, bit of a letdown for those of you who are used to our sprawling 90 minute episodes that we've been giving you <laughs> like the past month uh gonna be a little more succinct a little more we're gonna keep it tight we're gonna keep it tight this week tighten it up I say that every week, but we're actually going to do it this week because we're doing something different. As mentioned last week, instead of each of us looking at something the other one has brought in, we're both going to look at the same thing. And as well, we haven't finished watching it because we have lives to live and things to do and sleep that we're missing out on. So where the break goes today, where we transition to the second part of the show, uh, pulling back the curtain a bit at that break, we're going to go watch it. And then we're going to ha- hop back on Mike and tell you what we thought of it. Uh, I predict, having seen some of it before Caitlin, it's going to be a pretty amazing conversation.
1: It's it's going to be interesting.
0: But we will get to that in a moment. Before that, uh, briefly, there are news items of the day.
1: Yeah. Um, you want
0: to do your news ticker this week?
1: Uh, you told me not to. <laughs> you
0: seemed really attached to it. Though, I so was, yeah. but then you just I didn't do. Want t- <laughs> <laughs> I want to take it away from you.
1: Beep, 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 There we go. <laughs> there we
0: go. Biggest uh, news of the week, I suppose. Uh, yesterday, season two of Daredevil dropped for all of you Netflix bingers. Um,
1: or just Netflix casual viewers. <laughs> it's for everyone, Jordan.
0: It's for everyone. Uh, I am only three episodes in. Wait,
1: how did you? I I don't know where you find the time.
0: Uh, I fold my laundry and leave it on while I do that. Socks take a long time.
1: <laughs> Apparently.
0: Um, and I don't have anything to do during the day, right? I work nights, so. Sleep? Well, yeah, but sleep or watch another episode of Daredevil. Okay, uh, that is a hard choice. Uh, Caitlin, because she has a life to live and actually keeps daywalker hours, has not yet seen uh, any of it.
1: I-, I haven't, and I'm pretty distraught about it, actually.
0: Uh, I don't know that you're missing much so
1: far. Oh, okay.
0: Um,. Listen, people will recall when we talked about the trailer dropping that my concern was that after Jessica Jones, I was going to be disappointed by Daredevil. Um, And on a couple levels, granted, I'm not judging the whole season. Like where I'm at, Elektra hasn't even shown up yet. Like we know she's in the series this Mm -hmm. season. She hasn't shown up. It's been all Punisher stuff. Part of it is like killing joke, Dark Knight, Light. You know, I think this scene was in the trailer where it's like, oh, you know, you're one bad day away from being me. Yeah. Type of thing. Like, they're going down that lane not as smartly thus far as something like No One's The Dark Knight or The Killing Joke did. You know, right. that was the same argument that they were making with the Joker Batman thing. I don't think they're making it as well with the Punisher Daredevil thing. As well, it's like they don't waste any time getting back into the gore, which was. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you'll be happy about that. Yeah, if, like, you know, we will recall if Jessica Jones was, like, Marvel doing a bunch of different things with sex that they've never done before. Right, yeah. Daredevil was, like, the gore. Like, people getting decapitated, people getting limbs lost and jugulars slashed and lots of blood and all that. So, type of stuff.
1: some of my favorite stuff. So,
0: yeah, you'll probably be very happy. Um.
1: Well, it was actually really funny. Someone I was just talking to today, they have a, a teenager... And there, and I was saying how much I loved uh, Daredevil for season, and he said, "Isn't it a, a little violent for younger people?" And I was like, "Yep." And I'm old now, so I get to watch anything I want.
0: All the violence.
1: All the violence.
0: Uh, and there's a lot of it. Uh, also, it's like they're check. It's like there's a moment where it's like they clearly checked off a list where it's like. Man, everybody really loved that hallway fight from well, from yeah. season one, so we better have a hallway fight in season two.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, I noticed that in the trailers that they, it seemed like they were doing a lot of long cut type fight scenes.
0: The one, I think this is in episode three, the one I saw, which was clearly meant to, like, they're trying to call back to that one, um, where it's basically just Daredevil fighting, you know, waves upon waves of bikers in like a hallway and stairwell type thing uh there are added elements to it that I thought were cool um part of it involves like he has a chain like wrapped around his hand because reasons um, oh I
1: thought it might be the daredevil whip thing
0: no he's got a he had been no spoilers it's still too fresh it's like a day old but like he has a chain wrapped around his wrist so the way he incorporates that I thought was really cool it's not a total single cut they do that thing where it's like the camera goes into like his shoulder and then pulls back from his shoulder and that's clearly where they cut it uh, right. it's in like a stairwell as well. Um, and it was like super long and it was it was pretty impressive i'm not going to say it wasn't but it did feel like a bit of a retread right i mean nobody knew what to expect from season 1 so when we saw season 1 we were like oh no. my god now we've seen season 1 going into season 2 we have certain expectations they're being met it's fine right. but it's not going to be as mind blowing and so, it does suffer from the lack of D'Onofrio. i'm not going to say i'm not going to lie
1: and and season 1 it was very good, but at the beginning of the season, like, it was good, but it it hadn't kind of stepped up its game yet, so yeah, it it's didn't still, really, we've got episodes to go. Yeah, it
0: didn't really ramp up until uh, until D'Onofrio came on the scene. Yeah. And, I mean, it's 13 episodes, which is longer than a lot of other, like, Netflix-style shows. Like, I think I finished House of Cards this week. I think that was only, like, 10 episodes. Right. Most of them tend to play in, like, the 10-episode range. So there's a few more hours there that they can divert along. Uh it'll probably involve ninjas, so I'll be watching that on double speed. <laughs> skimming through. Uh yeah. Cautiously optimistic, as always. But uh it's look I mean it's looking good so far. If you like the first season, I don't think anybody'll have any problems with the uh with the second one, and we'll probably have more to say about it once Caitlin digs in and uh And watches
1: it and consumes it really rapidly.
0: Yeah, we'll probably do like a postmortem uh similar to what we're gonna do today. Uh we'll probably do like a single single topic show uh in the future once we both get through it. Uh one thing we didn't talk about last week
1: which we we actually said we had to go back and talk about this and did not do it. <laughs>
0: if you listen to the raw audio there's a moment where we're like, "Oh, that's what happened this week. I we need to talk about that." <laughs> we'll just we'll talk about it at the end of the show and I'll punch it back in later and then we didn't. Game of Thrones trailer. Yeah. Fantasy girl, are you you are you a fan?
1: Um it's, that's a very interesting question. Uh, <laughs> is it? It is, because I did read the books, and I did love the books, and I'm also, um, I do get excited when I sort of hear stirrings about the next one coming out, uh, though I haven't heard anything about this. What's the... the
0: it's winds of, of winter
1: winds of is it winds of winter so. and then the one after that is the something of spring sure uh a dream of spring or something like that um i would i'm really excited to to read the next book uh i know splitting the books up for those who, who don't know um the last book the Dance with Dragons was supposed to be one massive book, but he had to split it into two. You so, wanted books
0: four and five to be one book, right? Yeah. That's and then basically, right. what ended up happening was it got split, and Feast of Crows was like what was happening in Westeros. Yeah. And Dance of Dragons was what was happening in Essos at the same time.
1: Yeah. So it, it I know, like the fifth book was very clunky, um, and I didn't enjoy it as much as the others. Uh, but that happens. That's fine. So I'm actually just kind of excited to see. Um, him writing a book as just one solid idea, not having to split it up, mm-hmm. and see if that, you know, makes things better. The television show. So I watched the first three seasons around fifth season now, right?
0: We're going into six. The sixth. trailer was oh, for God. season six.
1: Okay, well, I've seen the first... I didn't see last season, um, because I have... An issue with rape in television. We can get into that some other time. Or I can talk about it on the Facebook page if people are curious. (laughs) Um, Basically what it comes down to is I don't think rape is a good plot point. Unless the story is about rape. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, doesn't George pull this out a whole lot?
1: But it's, it's very different for a number of reasons. I actually don't like it in... The books I'm reading, anyways, I don't know. How, I don't care how gritty you're trying to make the world. There's fucking dragons. You could totally just be like, T-
0: "Tits and dragons," as Ian McShane <laughs> put it in that interview this week, which I thought was one of the greatest <laughs> things I'd ever read.
1: "Tits and dragons." "Tits and dragons." Um, the but as uh, there has been the argument as well. Guess okay, so what? I'm getting into it now. There has been the argument <laughs> that if you want, if you want to make it a really realistic world, then there should be a lot of rape and gay sex on the wall. Mm. Um, which there isn't. There's not a speck of it. I mean, there may is there gay sex in the books. Uh, no, that's what I mean. No. That there's there's no trace of that. But yeah. there is rape in the books, and he does use the rape to tell a story, usually about his female characters. So, for instance, um, when slight spoilers, if you haven't re- read anything or seen any. Thing. Hey,
0: pa- pause here. Pause here. If, if you haven't seen it, it. <laughs> go forward like five minutes.
1: Yeah. Um. So, aria has been captured. This is the second book, and she's being hauled along, and they're raping this woman, um, who is not a main character, mm-hmm. but it sets up her fear of being known to be a, a woman. Okay. Um. So it sort of plays into the idea of her wanting to take on this persona of a boy, and they eventually kill this woman, and it's just to show you how awful and tough it is and one of the reasons why she's so scared of her own femininity I guess you could say or just being a woman in this world um I still don't agree with it you can still have violence against women um you don't have to make it sexual we, we, we violence can. <laughs> yeah I, I think I actually said to you going back to Daredevil I one of the reasons you wanted to have this podcast was because once when we were talking about Daredevil I told you that now, that, Daredevil, now that's the violence against women I want to see. <laughs> because there is an episode where the um, night nurse, the Rosario Dawson yes, character. Yes, right. She's
0: been abducted. and She's been abducted. And, and they're out of her.
1: Kidding, kicking the shit out of her. They never once make any move to sexually intimidate her nobody
0: grabs her boobs no nobody
1: slits open her shirt you know nobody says they're gonna like rape her like none of that which is
0: usually the go-to move in scenes like that
1: exactly they just kick the crap out of her and i was like yeah exactly (laughs) go ahead go ahead kick the crap out of her this is great tv um so automatically turning to sexual violence when it's very one-sided, and I don't think it's necessarily... I think it's really lazy. It's very lazy writing. I think that's a big problem, and I was frustrated that at that time it had happened quite a bit. Every and- season
0: on the show, it seems like there's been something. There was the Cersei Jamie scene where he returns and just kind of, like, yeah, takes her and the played out in the books differently. Yeah, And then there was the god-awful, like... To the point where I wondered if I could even, like... You're asking yourself, like, why am I even... It's Like, this show is fine, but when it gets awful, it gets so awful. It's like, am I even enjoying this? Is this even entertainment yeah. anymore? Which was the Ramsey Snow-Sansa uh, rape scene from season five.
1: Yeah. And, of course, th- there was a ton of issues with that. Um, partially because it doesn't happen at all in the books.
0: Which, I, by the way... <laughs> So at that time, there I think, I think the account has now like suspended because now that they're like moving away from the books, which we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. This account was like, it was basically called like Angry G.O.T. Fan.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and number one, always posted in all caps, which is just irritating. Right. And it's like catchphrase hashtag was no one understands. It's a Big Problem seemed to have more to do that it wasn't true to the scene in the book than with what was actually happening on screen.
1: Which it and then it was such a weird. Like, okay, you're mad about the right
0: thing for the wrong reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was such a. It was. There's so many layers of complication there. One. One thing is that this doesn't happen to Sansa in the books. It happens to an entirely different side character, which doesn't make it better for that no. character. Um. Oh, it's fine. She's only a secondary character. Um. But. But playing into the other issues, um, it took a character who's supposed to be 15, 16 and put her in this position yeah. um which is not cool it then took the point of view away from that character and gave it to um Theon Theon I was like what's his name again because he <laughs> Alfie. You know, Alfie um Theon um which was also not cool and there's some worry and and I, from people who still are watching the show, that they're not going to deal with the repercussions of what happened to her properly. It's going to be they really of those... did.
0: There were like two more episodes after that, I think, and it didn't really. She was just like you know, walked around looking stoic and hurt, but like there, no, there was no like processing of it because it's just it's Westeros. It's just what happens. Yeah. Um, so, but that, yeah, all whole...
1: those things were were issues for in that scene, and that is, and I know of that um the mary sue even as we know i like to read the mary sue um they just decided we get some
0: sponsorship from the mary sue if <laughs> you <laughs> want to talk about how many name drops kaim gets on this show
1: um the mary sue just decided they weren't going to run game of thrones news anymore they were um, just like we're fucking sick of it we're not going to do it there was lots of arguments about that i just thought it was a really interesting way to handle it um for myself i just went i don't really want to watch it it's just like why i don't watch vikings
0: Lots of raping on Vikings.
1: Oh, apparently there is a guide to which episodes have rape, and it's like almost all of them. You're going
0: to say there's a guide to raping?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, no, no. There's just a guide to which episodes have rape, and apparently it's like all of them. (laughs) I just can't, I can't do it. I'm too old for this shit. Like I just, I used to read. Well, I read this series of books when I was in high school called The Sword of Truth series. Terry Goodkind. A lot of people know it. Um, Oh
0: right, yeah, I've seen them. I haven't read them.
1: Yeah, um, they're not very good. In high school, though, I was like, "Cool wizards, magic, fantasy, great zap. zap, pow, bang." Um, but there was rape, tons of rape, in every single one of those books, and I got to a point where I, I, I was reading something else, and I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. I just, I cannot take rape as a plot point anymore.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, the thing about that scene with Sansa in season five was that, like. Like you said, it was totally taken away with her. It was used as something to, like, be the catalyst for Theon, like, ultimately rebelling against uh, Ramsey. Yeah. Like, that was going to be the thing that pushed him over this horrible thing. Like, she wasn't even on camera anymore. You just, like, heard her whimpering while you watched Theon's face, like, contort in despair. Like, that's pretty repugnant, like, (laughs) a move. And the showrunner should have known better. Um, Well,
1: apparently they've taken it to heart, though. There was there was some article about how they had heard sort of this outcry of you know what the hell are you doing and they're like oh this is not cool maybe we should think about these scenes that we yeah like you can
0: you can do that scene that's fine it's still gonna be you know an awful thing to watch but I mean it's happening to her make it about her yeah sort of thing so uh, hey yeah is Jon Snow alive
1: I got no idea (laughs) I have no idea I don't know well. It, obviously, I don't know from the books, and I still don't know from the trailer. He's in the trailer, but yeah. he looks well dead in the trailer.
0: Looks well dead. Uh, I love that HBO was, like, trolling with, uh, you know, the first promo image was just a shot of his face. <laughs> like, Yeah. he's has There's no way. There's no way the show is that nihilistic.
1: It could be. It could be that because George R.R. R. Martin wants to keep it for the books, that they're just gonna have him be dead throughout the whole season oh my
0: god but i mean they started tilting their hands with like they talked way more about stuff that happened you didn't see this season no. but there's a scene where like little fingers talking to sansa all about like ah uh, what the hell is, it, rhaegar? is that his name rhaegar targaryen yeah basically talking about what happened between that targaryen dude and ned's sister you know yeah. the whole r plus l equals that's that's the that's the equation right
1: uh yes r
0: plus l equals J. yeah Started like tilting the hand to that, like he basically right. tells the story from like the northerner's perspective about what it would have been, where like evil Rhaegar came and like grabbed her and yeah. had his way with her, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, and it may have been, may have played out much differently. So the fan theories go. Um, why would they have brought that up? If why would you bring all this stuff up if it's not going to play into future?
1: I because you're 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 great at being
0: a troll. We have seen people <laughs> come back. We have seen magic. We have seen. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wonder if maybe- Melisandre's still kicking around up there. That's She's true, got nothing to do. Like, I <laughs> She's
1: got nothing to do. Yeah, all her plans got fucked. Now she has nothing <laughs> to <laughs> do. Stannis is dead.
0: It's like uh, I don't. Know, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way. I don't know. Like, what version of him we get?
1: I wonder if we'll get a lady like Stoneheart, but of, of him.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's why we didn't get Lady Stoneheart in the show because they wanted to really like. You don't want undead people walking around all over the place and they want to like really like nail that impact home where yeah. it's like if you're gonna have one have it be john and... Yeah. but anyway we shall see um i'm going to watch it caitlin probably <laughs> caitlin probably won't I but
1: probably won't
0: will be interesting to see because this is the first season where there are still from what i gather plot points from the books that will be covered this season i listened to a bunch of other nerdy podcasts that where they have basically said as such um and also friends I know who have read the books. I'm really hoping they uh, dedicate as much time on the show to the explosive diarrhea that apparently happens <laughs> in that uh, that uh, dysentery, in that Dothraki uh, caravan that Good Daenerys times. is walking through. And this is why I've never read the books and never will read the books. I don't need 600 pages cumulatively of George Martin writing about food. Like I just
1: uh, George R. R. Martin.
0: Uh, listen, I'm breathing. Rur. I'm a breathing. <laughs> it's like everybody lost their mind when like. <laughs> <laughs> like Beatles producer George Martin passed away last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why?" <laughs> it's like, "No, no, I'm like the 90-year-old producer of the Beatles, not the writer of Song and Ice and Fire."
1: Yeah, cuz he needs to finish. There's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a revolt <laughs> if he doesn't.
0: They won't talk about bringing people back from the dead. They will figure it out. Yeah. If, if he goes before then. Uh we don't wish any any ill upon Mr. George R. R. Martin. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. You're not my bitch. You want to, you know, college football season will be here again before you know it. Take your time, George. <laughs> he loves college football, apparently. It's they,
1: it's better than NFL football. They
0: always... I read... A, there was... The first I even heard about this, I think there was like a New Yorker article about the series and George R. R. Martin and the like... How he's become a victim of his own success to the point where like... He has to work with obsessive fans to keep his shit straight now because he right. really can't anymore. Like he works with like the people who run like the most thorough fan site to like fact check for him basically <laughs> to be like hey did this happen when I said when did I, <laughs> when did I say this happened <laughs> like he's not gonna go back and look for it and they'll just be like oh it happened on this page of this book it's like cool thanks and just yeah like the expectations put upon him by the fans and one of the things you know he'll blog about like you know watching college football and the first comment is always like why aren't you writing
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I, like, I mean as
0: anybody who writes knows <laughs> like you will never writing about not the thing you're supposed to be writing about is like much more enjoyable <laughs> and you'll always do that first uh he's not your bitch he'll you'll get your books when he's done
1: unless he has a stroke first
0: why would you put that on him
1: i just i, I couldn't help <laughs> it you put
0: that evil on him Ricky bobby <sighs> all
1: right so what else do we have to talk about i don't
0: know if we really have anything um, else
1: oh i i do have something oh what do you got really exciting so you know how we're talking about the little prince
0: Oh, right. God. Yeah, we always. Every time I think you have like a lame story that nobody's going to care about.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what?
0: (laughs) It's like, oh, she wants me to watch Young Justice. Oh, that's, you know, some old ass show, whatever. And then it becomes like this huge movement online to get the third season. I'm amazing. It's like, oh, I don't know why she's talking about this Little Prince thing. That doesn't seem that important. Oh, breaking news
1: Netflix is going to be uh, showing it.
0: As we said last week, for reasons unknown, Paramount, the original distributor, just decided, yeah, nah. They weren't going to release it in North America. So, Netflix doing that thing that Netflix does is like. It
1: saves the day.
0: Cool, bro. We're going to take it. And so now you will be able to see The Little Prince, Little Prince, on Netflix. Do we have a date? Do we know when that's going to happen?
1: Oh, no. I didn't write that part down.
0: We will pause here while I check <laughs> that. Um, oh, according to the internets, we don't have a release for it. It was supposed to release in theaters on March 18th before Paramount said nah. So we don't know when it's going to show up on Netflix, but probably probably before the summer's out, it'll yeah. show up.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, like like people have said, it's ready to go. It's been released in other places, so there's really no reason for Netflix to hang on to it. Um, I'm just excited that lots of people will get to see it, and there'll be stuff on the children's side of Netflix, as I lamented, I think, last week. Uh, they don't have enough content over
0: there. <laughs> Fairly well received from critics, voices of Jeff Bridges, Rachel McAdams, Median Cotillard, James Franco and Paul Rudd will be in that. So you can look forward to that. I won't be watching it because, my, as we said last week, my only memory of The Little Prince is like vague recollections of like there was an anime that was like aired in France and then right. the French version like was aired on like TV Ontario. Yeah, it was like, a, like the 80s a, what, or something. Was that the 80s? Yeah,
1: yeah the 80s version. It was um, just
0: always on when like, you know, insight into Jordan's childhood. Uh, I was raised Catholic and got dragged to church like every Sunday by my dad and that's like i would get home and immediately just like boom to the tv to like whatever it was on and i would see like the last like 2 minutes of this anime of the little prince on like cuz tv ontario will go like french on the weekends for like half the day right and yeah i just small planet that he stood on <laughs> stars in a net jumping along that's the, that's so all So
1: basically I know about you them. have the memories of everybody else yeah <laughs> with when it comes down to the le petit prince would just look cooler cuz it was anime
0: right Right, of course. Well, that... Is our news. Lean and mean, friends. Like we said, uh, we have to go take a pause here to watch the thing that, that we we're going to s- talk that about we this s- week.
1: I love how we everyone knows because we title the episodes with the thing we're watching, <laughs> but we insist on keeping it secret until we do it. It's
0: a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. But, uh, so we're going to go do that. Fuck it. I'll just say it. We're going to go watch Supergirl.
1: Supergirl.
0: And we're going to talk about that when we come back. After this break.
1: See you guys. Hey. Welcome back to Geek Down. Uh, Thank you for keeping keeping a listen what does that even mean i can't do this All right. see the
0: thing is <laughs> for you it's been 25 seconds for us <laughs> it's, it's been, been so long it's been like three hours
1: or years
0: i'm not sure we, which. we are we are full of pizza now
1: oh yeah shout outs to uh, <laughs> hold on. i have it here uh oh it's somewhere um oh my god I have so many pages of notes. Um to Arun and Arshdeep.
0: Arun and Arshdeep at the local at the local uh tile-gamed themed pizzeria.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- that that you have no idea Since what... we don't
0: get sponsorships. Um that's they have fed us this evening so we both have the itis and are gassy and probably even more irritable than we would have been if had we just just watched the thing we just watched
1: i don't know i think it's taken the the curb off the irritability
0: (laughs) (laughs) so as said before the break where normally this would be the portion of the show where uh caitlin and i would talk about the things we brought each other this week we both watched the same thing however we did apply the same rules
1: which is uh, rule, rule number one, the rule of three.
0: We watched three episodes of this thing.
1: Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, rule number two.
0: We did not speak the entire time we watched it.
1: Though I had some pretty funny comments. <laughs> and uh, rule number three.
0: Uh, there will probably be spoilers as we talk about this thing who cares
1: there will be yeah there'll be it'll be all spoilers it doesn't
0: even matter yeah with this uh, thing it's not like we're dealing with you know memento level uh you know storytelling techniques here
1: yeah so So, let's get started
0: so we just watched supergirl
1: we did we watched supergirl which is a cbs series
0: cbs series that debuted this season um debuted last year in 2015 um, Is based on the DC Comics character of Supergirl, also known as Kara Zor-El, Superman's cousin. Originally created by Otto Binder and Al Plastino, and stars Melissa. Forgive my pronunciation. Benoist. Ben- oh, I'm <laughs>
1: sorry. Say that again. What ben- was Wast? It? Benoist.
0: Benoist. B e n o i s t. Benoist. Benoist or Benoist, whatever. It might just be Benoist. Might just all be silent, but. Yeah, it stars her. And this is the story of Superman's cousin. I don't know. It's, this is one of those characters where the origin gets tweaked. Oh, it gets tweaked
1: chopped and moved All over the place. And, yeah. I remember the movie from, I think it was the 80s.
0: Yes, there was something previously. Yeah,
1: um, I remember that from when I was a kid.
0: In this version, at the same time where Kal-El has been sent off... In his ship from the planet Krypton.
1: Cute, chubby, bad-haired Kal-El.
0: We'll get to that. (laughs) Kara has also been shipped off by her parents. She's probably about 12 uh, compared to Kal-El's infant. um, With the idea that she would look after him and take care of him when they got to Earth. Her pod is knocked off course. She ends up in the Phantom Zone, which time operates differently. And while she's locked in there, Kal-El grows up and becomes Superman. And when she finally gets released... From the Phantom Zone, she lands on Earth. Still a 12-year-old. Her cousin doesn't need her anymore. He's already Superman. He's out fighting villains and doing his superheroics. Um, so she has just kind of grown up normally with her adoptive parents. The Danverses.
1: The Danverses, which is very confusing to any fan of Captain Marvel. Yeah, for, like any, for anyone
0: with any comic book knowledge, every time you hear Danvers, you just automatically think
1: Like Carol Danver- Danvers?
0: Um, so yeah, and it tells the story of her... Uh, accepting her role as a superhero uh and trying to come out from behind the shadow of her uh infamous cousin, holy Jesus on stilts this was bad
1: uh this was this was pretty bad this was yeah i it was really <laughs> so bad
0: bad from the moment they brought out baby Kal-El... <laughs> and the baby had the like superman spit curl like that right there was everything you needed to know about where this was like oh okay i know i know what we're dealing with here and it's not going to be good
1: well the big thing for me is all the is all the the plot holes and yeah it just
0: it never has there been a stronger argument for why we do the rule of 3 if we had just <laughs> If we yeah. had given this to one of us, had given it to the other and we had just watched the pilot, we would have come back with like, what we would have like wanted to bury this in a ditch. Like it was, I think- it was everything that's wrong with like the pilot system. And I understand why pilots are like this because you're essentially doing them on spec. You're making this thing and trying to get across all the things you think are cool so you can sell it to a network. But that just means like clunky is like, being generous as far as the storytelling and the amount of voiceover info dumping that happens.
1: And, well, the big thing for me, like, st- like basically where I, it kind of at first lost me, was when she said she had, she, at the beginning, she says she decided not to be a hero because... There were already enough heroes, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. No, there isn't. There are people dying all over the world all the time. We need more heroes. If anything, um, so her whole initial reasoning to not want to be a hero and, and sh- to just blend in is ridiculous. I think that's it, that is just stupid. They could have there could have been a much better idea behind that. There could have been a much stronger reasoning, and that first idea of just like wanting to be normal kind of like the whole concept after that is kind of stupid because yeah. then all of a sudden she doesn't want that i it just doesn't so in sense. the
0: pilot um she is like her cousin she is also working for a media organization she but she doesn't get to be a reporter she just gets to be an assistant the first like opening scenes are like, did you ever see that SNL sketch about the Black Widow movie? Like, yes, the made up Black Widow movie. Yes, where it's like Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow, but she's in like high, tripping over her high heels and like carrying lattes for, for her boss at the fashion magazine. Like that's basically what it is. They yeah. just made that Black Widow sketch. You know, there's Kara carrying lattes, making calls on behalf of her boss, who is Cat Cora. Um, not Cat Cora, Cat Grant. Cat Cora is a chef. <laughs> Cat Grant from the comics, played here by Callista Flockhart. What the hell are she doing in this?
1: Well, she was Alec McBeal. Why, why she it, could be anybody. Why is Alec
0: McBeal in this? Yes, yeah, so and she works as like the executive assistant for Cat Grant.
1: And Cat Grant is the worst.
0: Uh, she does it well, though. Like I mean, oh yeah,
1: it's acted. She's, she's, well, she's, but it's she's ridiculous. Ha- she's hamming it up. She's yeah.
0: having a good time. And so yeah, for she's she's trying to be normal and ends up basically abandoning that plan when her sister ends up. On a plane that has lost an engine and is about to go down and she like saves the plane, which was a cool scene. But again, like the amount of tropes that are just trotted out on this. The first time I watched this, so I had seen the first episode before Caitlin did. I was saying out loud, alone in my apartment, if the sister looks out the window and sees her on the wing of the jet. I hadn't even (laughs) finished the sentence before the sister looked out the window and saw Kara on the wing of the jet.
1: It's it's definitely one of those television shows where you sort of predict everything there's so many tropes like that they're just
0: ticking boxes like like taking off the glasses and peering up into the sky like what oh let me look at this thing off in the distance with my supervision
1: um love triangle anyone oh, did anyone okay. need another love triangle okay
0: we'll get to that um and of course how they do the thing where she runs and rips her shirt open and the s is underneath um,
1: well, that's a nice homage. Yeah,
0: I, I guess that's homage. To me, it just felt like ticking boxes.
1: No, that wasn't ticking. You're wrong.
0: Uh, regarding this love triangle, there's a gentleman she works with. I forget his name, something, Win. He's an IT guy, and uh, he clearly has... Algorithms! He clearly has feelings for Kara slash Supergirl. And added to the mix, fresh from Metropolis, looking for a change of scenery, Mr. James Olsen, who is now black...
1: You can be black. <laughs> it's not really a big deal. No, it's
0: not. Um,
1: Mostly, though, what's really important about the love triangle is algorithms. All um, nerds have algorithms.
0: Yes, Jimmy Olsen is brought into this because there has to be there has to be a love triangle to keep the. I don't even know who this show is for. I mean, if they're if they're going after a lady audience. Then I see why they would throw that in there. I I don't know who this show who's this show for. It's a show for you, Caitlin.
1: No, it's not for me.
0: <laughs> so, was there anything you liked about this?
1: Um, it had one or two moments. Um, I did like the acting. I mean, it was good for a super superhero esque show. The act,
0: yeah, the actors are okay. They're not given a whole lot to work with. Yeah. They're, I, they're doing the best with what they got.
1: I'm a little bit sad about there were a lot of... And, and I've actually heard this, that the show gets a lot better. Um,
0: I've I heard the same, yes.
1: But from the... At least from the beginning, um, the dialogue is unfortunate, and I've get frustrated because we know dc can do good things justice is one of one of them
0: i just don't understand why everyone is always
1: finishing each other's sentences
0: yeah (laughs) why is that why is that the go-to move
1: i'm not sure why
0: somebody is musing at something on a screen and then from off camera someone finishes the sentence they're saying they do this all the time
1: yeah and so yeah that that is unfortunate um i could see where the show can be good um, I can see that it might be fun it's sort of uh this is the DC's version of their like agent Carter like it's a fun yeah. show right um yeah, that's it's a good just it's unfortunate that these first 3 episodes were were clunky like you said the dialogue was terrible the tropes were abounded right and or, can i just say abound.
0: i don't know what the property values are like in national city <laughs> or but- what the wages that administrative assistants are getting but there is no way she can afford that apartment
1: i wrote that down i was like two things why is her apartment so big second thing why does she have a job where she can't leave her desk that's <laughs> a terrible like don't have that job and become a superhero She's uh, she's she's someone's personal assistant like
0: there would have been better secret identities to use there. At least Clark Kent has an excuse to never be at his desk. Yeah.
1: He he works from home.
0: He's out on the beat.
1: Yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I mean as far as this getting better I mean the the episode I heard was that we have to what I guess Toy Man who is an old DC villain like shows up and that's in like episode nine. And this to me is like, I have this old rule from, I call it the Final Fantasy 13 rule. Because, <laughs> okay. Because back when Final Fantasy 13 came out, it took a lot of shit for like, you know, it was carrying the the pedigree of Final Fantasy, but everybody, it's very linear in the early going. It's okay. like, it's like you run down a hallway for, you know, Final Fantasy is known for like running around and exploration and that sort of thing. This was like running down a hallway and it was very handholding, linear storytelling. But everybody said, you just get you just got to keep playing it because like hour 20, you, hour, like, you like hit the open world, and that's when it gets good. Gets uh, good at hour twenty.
1: Hour twenty.
0: That's unacceptable. Yeah, I'll give you at most two, two hours to get through like your tutorial nonsense or whatever, and then it should be good. So that's my final fantasy rule. I don't accept the whole like, oh, it gets good like
1: hours, ten hours down hours the line, into episode
0: it. nine, it gets good. No, that's unacceptable.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's pretty bad.
0: I mean, again, there's nothing saying that if we were to continue to check this out, we would have to watch everything. I mean, it's not exactly—I'm pretty sure—the recap at the start of an episode would probably fill us in on everything we needed.
1: <laughs> it's just like Dragon Ball or <laughs> Dragon Ball Z.
0: Seriously, that's a topic for another day. I've been catching up on Dragon Ball. We'll talk about that. All another right.
1: Day. Um, and I mean, there were—I mean, I'm always excited when a show passes the Bechdel test, which this does quite often.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Good point. It does
1: um which is always nice. It's
0: only in the 3rd episode that they really started talking about boys. Yeah. Yeah. First two episodes had nothing to do with that. That's true. Uh it should be said yes um that Kara's adopted sister who the one who was on the plane that she saved uh ends up working for the Department of Extra something 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 op- something. Something something something. Something something. Uh it's basically, you know, some shadowy government organization that keeps tabs on alien activity on Earth and Pulled from the Phantom Zone with Kara's pod was this, like, prison where all these, like, alien super criminals were at, and now they're running amok on Earth. Yeah. And so it's basically Kara's... This push and pull of Kara's sister constantly going, "You're not ready. It's too dangerous," and then saying, "You know what? You need to believe in yourself." Like that's that's every episode. Yeah.
1: Again, it's it, it is that that's not good. Um, not good. that's all I'm gonna say No, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But I
0: all, all I can see is like in fifty point font on your notes, <laughs> so bad.
1: Well, I put above that is dialogue um. is. Um, there are a couple moments. There's something about super friends. Um, that was slightly funny. Um, every so often they'll have a good line in there, but again, it doesn't flow very well so far. Um, I'll say
0: the effects are decent as well for like a show of this budget. It's doing a good job with what it's got. There's a moment where, like I said, the plane scene and the pilot was all right. It's got that again, to dragon ball, that feeling. If you like seeing people get whipped through buildings and stuff, you'll get that and it looks decent. Um, there's a moment where she, like stops a semi truck in the pilot by just by like essentially standing there and letting it hit her, uh,
1: which again, that was pretty cool. v- this is the kind of violence against women I want to see. <laughs> I love it that she gets the shit kicked out of her and she does, every quite a bit. episode, like, really, like handed to her. I also do like the idea that, yeah, she has super strength, but she isn't very coordinated, <laughs> and yeah, or she, like she
0: can't fight. Like and and she's not
1: trained, and that's something they did better on Young Justice. That that mm. concept, but I still like that they broach it. Um, yeah,
0: Caitlin really wanted Black Canary to show up. I did for her, her training.
1: I did, uh, and some of the other things I like, I like that she's not just an awkward person; she's also an awkward superhero. <laughs> yeah, like she's awkward all the time and i know people hate that it's again it's a trope uh that the you know main character main female character is is awkward and klutzy but as an awkward klutzy person i always appreciate it always (laughs) makes me smile
0: i did like the bit in the pilot where they're like why the capes are stupid why is he wearing a cape and she's trying to like chase a car while flying and she can't make the turn and ends up flying into like the side of a on-ramp because capes provide aerodynamics for turning
1: yeah makes sense so there are some moments, and I can see that it could be good. But of the three episodes we watched, yeah, there's the thir-
0: a there's a lot to get out from under.
1: Yeah, there. and the third episode was the best. So it's a it's an upward curve. It's
0: moving upwards. Um, and are we? I, I'm assuming we are to assume that the director of the shadowy organization by the glowing red eyes is going to turn out to be the Martian Manhunter. Yes.
1: Uh, yes. I know. I actually just know that because I saw a spoiler. Um, yeah, I thought
0: I saw, I, th- I thought I saw like a promo image of him on this show in full Martian Manhunter.
1: But it's not the cool Martian Manhunter. Yeah, it
0: didn't look good. Um, didn't make me want to watch the show. I know that much.
1: No, I actually saw the clip, and I know that he he doesn't turn into the cool like uh, grasshopper thing. What is that praying mantis type <laughs> alien? He just he looks like a big green guy. <laughs> yeah, which isn't as cool.
0: So, this is exciting for some people, I guess. And the reason, I guess, why we were checking it out was because we had talked before about how these CW, CBS shows, CW is partially owned by CBS, the Arrowverse, which is Flash, Arrow, and what is the other one?
1: Uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, Riders on the Storm, Legends of Tomorrow, (laughs) whatever it is.
0: Um, I like those shows much better. (laughs) (laughs) Those those shows seem to be doing very well, and there is a crossover that's going to be happening. Caitlin was correct when she said, or did you quote Ren?
1: No, I I said I, I'm pretty sure that they're not part of the same universe.
0: In that Superman does not exist in the Arrowverse, yeah. but he does in Supergirl. Very much so. And they're getting around this crossover business because he's the Flash and you can run so fast he goes between dimensions. So, I think that's how they're... Oh. What I just read, that's how they're getting around it. That's pretty good. And like, as he was like, zipping through the multiverse, there was like a shot of Supergirl. Everybody went... <laughs> That's how you're you're getting this crossover. Which, I mean, hey, if you're into the show, I hope you enjoy it Yeah, on my behalf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think either Jordan or I will be checking it out in the future. Um, Do you have a rating?
0: Oh my God, if I was going to give kick punches to this, I'll give it a four. Four. I'm still failing it based on what I saw, but there was like an uptick. Yeah, there was. There was marked improvement from the pilot to the third episode, but I just I no zero, zero okay. interest in continuing. Um
1: oh, kick punches. I gotta think about this one. Uh I think I'm gonna give it a three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like went? Ooh, really? When I gave it a four, yeah, you because gave it a I was su-
1: I was surprised you gave it so high. <laughs> it's
0: Still a fail.
1: I know, but you know, fails. It d- depends. For some people, they'll watch anything. <laughs> so, but it depends on the level of how much it fails.
0: Hey, if you'll watch anything, strong recommendation for Supergirl.
1: <laughs> but yeah, if if people have other feelings about Supergirl, or they really insist on. Well, I might do it. Assist on one of us watching um for future episodes. Let us let us know on the hey, Facebook page. Yeah, if you wanna to go to twi- if you wanna go tweet. to bat,
0: if Supergirl is the hill you wanna die on, by all means. We are we are open to that discussion.
1: Yeah. Um what also really uh what I really noticed was how much better Marvel does their shows. <laughs> Even their fun I I almost want to call them like casual superhero shows they just like the ones that aren't dark and gritty they just do agent carter was just
0: so much better than this on like every level it
1: makes you want to watch some more agent carter doesn't it
0: well because i'm out of everything else which we can get to right now in updates
1: updates
0: yeah caught up on steven universe and so that show if you're an adult yep is really about sex
1: there's a lot of sex. Like,
0: all the time. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Like, when the major uh, plot point of, like, the first half of the second season is Pearl fusion raping Garnet.
1: Yeah, it's a problem.
0: That's fucking intense. It's and one like way I,
1: of talking about consent.
0: And like I said before, when you're 10, that stuff is just, like, whoosh, Yeah. to a certain extent. I mean, yes, you will learn the lesson that, like, you shouldn't do these things. You shouldn't do things like that without, you know, getting someone's permission, yeah, definitely totally see now why the areas of the fandom that I talked that I mentioned when we first talked about this show are mm-hmm. like so into this show. And I do feel the show itself has started to lean into that a bit.
1: Lean into the fandom or just lean Patty
0: Lapone in- is the voice of Yellow Diamond.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Patty Lapone represents a lot to a very specific demographic of yes. people. Yes. Um but again, I'm I'm cool with all of it. I thought it was. I definitely thought it was was great. And you didn't tell me that they like add to the ending theme as it goes along.
1: Right. Yeah. You messaged me about this actually. So when
0: these lyrics popped up that I cannot even sing right now, or I will start to cry because <laughs> they are the most tragically beautiful, like precious lyrics I've ever heard in my <laughs> oh, life. Wow. It was like if I could be if I was it. If I could ever learn to be half of what you think of me, I could learn to do anything. I could even learn how to love like you. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like drying dishes. Like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, I got an angry text about this and I was really confused. <laughs> I was like, d- lyrics to what? This is a
0: children's show. Why are you coming for me like this, Steven Universe? Oh dear. Uh, Yeah, no, it was great. I'm, I'm caught up and uh, I'm not going to be like hopping on the fan theory reddits for you know the next five months or however long it takes for new episodes to come but when new episodes do come i'll definitely be be checking them out fantastic so yeah i don't know maybe i'll move on i got daredevil to get through now maybe i'll move on to agent carter after that but yeah you're gonna have to you have to step up
1: i know i'm so behind now i've got easter so i'm hoping to catch up on stuff for easter but i also have daredevil to get through
0: yes (laughs) daredevil comes before all we will forgive yeah we forgive anything uh, um, about
1: Daredevil. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to catch up on. I still have from Christmas. Someone gave me Warlock that I got to read.
0: Oh, it's so. a book. I don't know what that is.
1: Warlock, the the superhero.
0: Like Adam Warlock. Yeah. What book is this from? Like. Yeah. What year?
1: I don't know. Sometime I can't tell when when there's a certain um look of before, comic books. Before computer color. Yeah, like uh, that I can't tell when it's from it just like looks all the same for decades. I'm like, uh, somewhere in between the seventies and the eighties. Why'd somebody
0: give you this? That's a very bizarre um it's a thing friend of mine out.
1: who's really into comic books. And uh he's a little bit older and he started collecting like way back when. Um and he likes he just has he has tons of knowledge and I like talking to him about it. And I just there's a whole bunch of stuff I haven't read. So for Christmas he gave me warlock um and he gave me something else as well and i now can't remember what it was but uh i I have to read warlock still
0: uh quick hit about what we're reading because it's something that i would never give caitlin but uh i've finally read the third trade of phonogram which when i even when i was out on comics was uh, a book i checked out because it came in at my job at a major canadian retailer (laughs) and it the covers like all looked like classic Britpop albums. And it's basically, it's by Karen Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. And it's like basically the first thing they ever did collaboratively together. They went on to go do young Avengers and a bunch of other, a uh, bunch of other Marvel stuff. It's basically this idea where like music is magic and these wizards and shamans and covens uh, all use their skills to like manipulate music. And it basically involved that book involved, um, the main character, I forget his name, but he like was charged with killing the spirit of 90s Britpop, who had come back. And this book was about uh, sub supporting character Emily Astor, who had sold half of her soul to the king behind the screen, uh, which is basically Michael Jackson, or the spirit of Michael Jackson in the 80s and to basically reinvent herself and how this part she sold ended up coming back and it was really good uh so if you are a little hipster who likes deep dives into music and what that means uh definitely check out phonograph
1: what why 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 wouldn't you tell me to read it
0: how much do you know about the manic street preachers
1: not a lot i can learn okay i'm offended now (laughs)
0: I didn't think deep dives about uh, TV on the radio and Manic Street Preachers would be... It
1: has wizards, Jordan. <laughs> you does. just said wizards and magic. <laughs> I am there.
0: S- Silly me. And I will say, it's important to point out, uh, the first time I read Phonogram, I wrote a big long blog post on my blog and uh, Kieran Gillen actually found it and like tweeted about it and it's to this day, it's the most red thing that's ever been on my blog. So much so that I had put a very like light criticism that you know, I did find the book, I believe the phrase I used was whiter than Bonnaroo. Um, (laughs) But because, but, you know, was able to forgive that because this is clearly what Gillen was into and because, you know, that's what he focused on and you get the sense of the larger world. So it stands to reason that there are people out there who are like, the way they use their magic in music is like, you know, spraying psychic murals or like, you know, at junglist raves and things like that. But he was really into like, girl groups and and Britpop so that's what he focused on and he actually emailed me like of his own accord to say like there was a scene originally in the book that like he ended up cutting but it was basically at the formation of the coven um one of the supporting characters saying like this will never work because there's too many white people and that scene is in the third book I just read like he never forgot about that he knew he wanted to put that back in so that's amazing so I thought that was pretty cool
1: cool famous people don't write me stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> comic book writer fame is a very
1: it's still very famous. generous
0: um but yeah interesting touching what have you that's this thing he told me years ago he still put in the book because he still he never he never forgot i mean it's not a criticism he didn't take my criticism to heart it's something he knew ahead of time it's something that always kind of bugged him that he didn't get to put in um so i thought it was cool he got to put that in years years down the line that's awesome So I think that's lean and mean. I think it's actually going to do it for us this week.
1: Do you think we're going to be at an hour? (laughs)
0: Like when it's all cut down? Yeah. I think we might be under an hour.
1: Ooh. I think we might
0: be like a sharp like 45. (gasps) Like just in time, just enough time for like your commute to work.
1: (laughs) I like that. Yeah. That's good.
0: If you have suggestions of things you would like us to check out.
1: Or if they have criticisms. Or
0: if you would like to... uh, go to bat for something we have looked upon unfavorably. You can do that on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash geek down pod, or you can email us at geekdownpod pod at gmail.com. Our website is a Tumblr page is at geekdownpod.tumblr.com. Recently, uh, if you're on the Facebook group, you would have known that I had mentioned this or you would already know. Cause I posted it there. We now have an archive of sorts, if you go to the site, you'll see a link called the Vault, and that is where we have a write-up of everything we have talked about on the show and the rating we gave it. So, I know, check it out. I know that some of the shows, which are on SoundCloud.com/slash/geekdownpod, uh, as we have to rotate some of those shows out, you may have wondered what we thought about certain items or what we talked about in certain episodes that are now no longer widely available. Uh, but you can at least see the subject and the rating uh, on that page.
1: And we are working on actually getting those old episodes up somewhere.
0: We're going to figure something out, even if it involves Caitlin. me just shelling out for the extra, the remaining, the remaining loot for pro unlimited
1: SoundCloud Caitlin's, hosting. Or Caitlin singing the theme song. Or
0: Caitlin beatboxing <laughs> the theme song. Or doing that thing where like, you know, people always get around the copyright police on YouTube by like pitching it up yeah. an octave so we could sound like chipmunks.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. If you'd like to talk to us on Twitter, you can do that at our Twitter handle is at GeekdownPod. If you would like to talk to me specifically, you can do that uh, by tweeting at Jordan underscore Ferguson. If you would like to tweet at Caitlin.
1: You can't. Not, I don't exist on the internet.
0: Not happening. No. Facebook or nothing.
1: Basically. And I will respond to you too.
0: Very, very. I'm always confused because we share access to uh, the Facebook page. So she's like a liking machine on Facebook, <laughs> but it shows up as me having liked it as well when I go to check. It's like, I didn't like this stuff. So I think there was a stretch where we were just having like liking battles because I would unlike things that I knew. I was like, oh, my my finger must have slipped or something. I didn't like this comment. And I would unlike everything. And then she would go back and like it again. So now I just defer to her.
1: I was wondering what was going on with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just defer to her. <laughs> Every time I go there, it's like...
1: And sometimes I, I accidentally post as as geek down and i meant to have posted as caitlin <laughs> i've just erased it because it's on my phone and i can't i can't undo it
0: we're so technologically savvy we're, yeah. we're working it out it's amazing uh and that will do it for us this week thank you so much for listening
1: thank you very much uh we hope you enjoyed us uh watching supergirl
0: yeah we'll probably do one of these every every couple months if uh if there's something new and hot uh we probably should have done it for daredevil we probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> probably went on a much better conversation but as we work through daredevil i'm sure we'll have like a spoiler extravaganza postmortem of daredevil once we've both made our way through it yeah it'll be great um and we'll be back to format next week on geekdown
1: yeah we'll see you then
0: thank you so much have a good week yeah.
1: bye guys Inappropriate. Oh, are you recording all this? Why would you be recording this? This is
0: terrible. Like you need a tag. No, absolutely not.